Welcome. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerd Side Quest. <laughs> this week, uh, Alex and I, at least, I know, watched the latest Bo Burnham special on the Netflix. Brian, I don't think you caught that, did you? I, you know, I should watch that. I didn't really, I, didn't, I wasn't sure where it was streaming, to be honest. It, yeah, it's on, yeah, it's on Netflix. Yep. Okay, yeah, I'll watch that. I like him. Yeah, so... We had a pretty good conversation about Bo Burnham in the uh, the uh, patron Discord. Uh, for those of you who are patron subscribers, we appreciate you. And uh, Bo Burnham was someone who, when he first came out, I was like, this dude sucks. Because I thought he was just one of these musician gimmick comedians. And um, he's totally not. He's so well, much... I mean, he is. But he does it and- so much better than everyone else. <laughs> I don't quite have, because I never really sat down and watched any of his earlier stuff. I don't have a full picture of it, but for me, my perception of him was always that he was like, I mean, he's a young guy. He's like, he's my age. He's a little younger than I am. A couple months younger than I am. He so, looks younger he, than he not. turned 30 he's in the special. <laughs> yes. He has way less gray hair. He certainly does. But anyway, he, when I would see his stuff in like brief snippets on Comedy Central or YouTube or whatever it is, he gave me this air of like a very whiny version of the musical comedian. And I was like, I don't have time for this. I don't want to hear any <laughs> of that. Like, why go cry about your life somewhere else? And so I, I like, I very much was just like, I guess I don't care about Bo Burnham. Like, based off a of very, surface level no real due diligence to any of what he wanted to do with his comedy or anything like that and i didn't really give a fuck that aside he directed a movie called eighth grade that came out a couple years ago and was up for a lot of awards and i assume i think won a few of them and it's it's a very good movie i think he did a great job with it and i you know i'm excited to see what he continues to do as a director this included because this special comedy Yes, it's a comedy, but it, but it's like it's about this girl who's in eighth grade and like the shit that she goes through as an eighth grader, hmm. you know. Um, but anyway, he so inside is the name of his new special available on Netflix that John and I watched, and he wrote, directed, edited, starred. Lit. He did star did everything for this special because it was all done during the pandemic, and it was all just inside of his house and. He made it himself. Um, so there's a lot of shots of him just like messing with the camera, figuring out how he wants to do what he wants to do with it. You see him like positioning lights and stuff and whatever, kind of setting things up and figuring out exactly what he wants to do. It's just, you're watching the mind of a genius at work is what you're doing. And it's like, it's fucking brilliant. Like it is lit. I think I honestly think he's a genius, like a comedic genius. And my comparison is that he is like the Andy Kaufman of our era, like of our generation. Andy Kaufman to me, I think is a lot more subversive in a lot of ways, but it's, it's not like that I would go that far with him. It's that trolling thing that they do. (laughs) Like they troll you as a viewer in so many different ways. And it's just genius, like absolute genius. And I, I think, like it really comes out in this because he's so he's so uh focused on the singular viewer of this as opposed to like being stand up in front of an audience like there's this it has this f- like focal point 
that he's mm-hmm. able to just like really like zone in on and focus on and just like it brings all of it home like real hard and the songs are so well written i just wish he would make real music instead of comedic music <laughs> because he's such a good performer he's got a good voice he's a good songwriter like his com- composition is great like it's just it's brilliant and like when when he did because like his comedy central presents came out in 2009 i got his wiki page pulled up here so i can spit stupid facts um his comedy central <laughs> presents came out in 2009 i saw that and i was like meh i don't care for this guy um and then i used to see him i don't remember which comedian was hosting it but i used to watch a bunch of these like stand-up comic like green it was the green room or something like that uh, on YouTube, yeah, the green room with Paul Provenza. Yeah, right? and, and he would was, he would be on the there, act. and he yeah. would just he it's it's this this twenty year old little kid in a room with mm-hmm. these comedy heavyweights and just making them fucking laugh their asses yeah. off because he's so good at what he does. And then he made Make Happy, which I think is like one of the greatest Netflix comedy specials mm-hmm. ever made because it's mm. it is. Like, there are moments in that where I literally spit my drink laughing because it's so stupid and funny. He's just, he's brilliant. He's fucking brilliant. And I, I love everything he does. His TV show that he did on MTV, I think it was on MTV. I watched a lot of that, I think, with you. Yeah, Zach that Stone really is going to be famous. He's absolutely hilarious. It's him. I think he was, like, maybe 20 at the time, but he was playing, like, an 18-year-old in high school, like, getting ready to graduate, and he, you know, the whole, it all culminates with him telling his parents, like, he's not, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a superstar, and he's not gonna go to college, and they, like, flip their shit on him, (laughs) and I'm pissed it was only one season, because it was so good, I wanted more, I wanted to follow that character as he tries to become famous, because he, it's basically him playing himself, I'm assuming, and who knows how much his parents actually shunned him becoming famous, but he fucking did it, like, he's, he did it, and, like, he's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. The thing that spurned me into watching this, because like I said, I didn't have that much exposure to Bo Burnham beforehand, was like uh, Jeff Kanata watched it and was like, I think he tweeted something like, if you don't like Bo Burnham's inside, then we can't be friends. And then you're like, well, I have to be friends. I need you in my life. No, no, no. Because then David (laughs) Chen retweeted it and was like, I look forward to disagreeing with Jeff about this on the podcast tonight, because then they talked about it on Slash Filmcast. And honestly, like. So after seeing that and before even hearing what they had to say, I sat down to start watching it and um, I was just kind of like, I don't know. There's something about it that felt very masturbatory to me because it is literally all him. It's just him and it's him being him and writing about him and showing off what he can do and I, but I think that was kind of just me being angry about how good it was basically you so, wish you could masturbate that well? Sure, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, like... We're not all masturbators. So true. Um, but then, I like, listening to the slide, like, I watched maybe half of it, and I was like, I don't know if this is for me. I'm going to put it down for now, whatever. And then I listened to the Slash Film cast, and, like, the two guys that... Or two of the three guys that had watched it on there, I think, argued so well for what it was and what it was doing and all these things that I wasn't thinking about, about, like, how it encapsulates the quarantine lifestyle so well and like the worries of being a creator in the quarantine (laughs) lifestyle about like is it okay to create right now and like to make people laugh and do all that type of stuff that like it might be a little too close to all of that for people who just want to forget about the quarantine right now but like 
I just think he does it so well and like encapsulates it so well that like when other people made me think about it from that perspective and also just like looking at the presentation of it all and how well it all came together and how good a job he did himself making it from every aspect. Like I, it's hard not to respect it. And then also like John said, like it's the music, the music of this really kind of reminds me of hot dad in a lot of ways because it's like stupid it's fucking dumb like there's really stupid beats and just like silly fucking chords and just like the noises that he assigns to the synth and all that type of shit i fucking love it dude it's so good it's it's hilarious though like it's really really funny when when it all comes together and so like your hook is you singing about a white woman's instagram like yes yeah yeah and and so like i think that like what he chooses to sing about is really funny. The only thing is, I feel like it's pretty heavy on the auto tune, but like you know, whatever. Who gives a fuck? What isn't? Yeah. Um. So like, it's. It, I. I don't know. It just kind of surprised me that like I have this turnaround on Bo Burnham now. So maybe I need to go back and watch some of his old. You should stuff absolutely watch Make Happy. More. Okay. Make Happy is so good. And it's it's the last thing he did in front of a full audience before he, like he talks about how like I think it was in Insight where he talks about how he stopped performing because he started having panic attacks on stage. Yeah. Yep. And like he yep. like and he's not the only comedian I've heard this come out of like in you know in listening to like Mark Maron's What the Fuck and like a bunch of other comedian podcasts like this is something that happens to a lot of comedians they like reach this point where they just start having a panic attack every time they perform and they don't know how to react or or deal with that and. And Bo decided he was going to just go into isolation. So he's been kind of quarantining himself for like five years now, but stayed busy. Yeah. I mean, he he did a couple. He directed Chris Rock's latest special. I mean, he directed mm-hmm. um, another comedian's special. I can't remember who's, what his name is. And uh, like he's done a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, he, he kind of just pulled himself out of the limelight for a minute. But then I think he just... That uh, makes sense. This, this whole, you know, inside, like the, the whole... I love the gamer shtick that he did in that, like where he's yeah. like he's like Twitch streaming, playing a game of himself crying in the room by himself, like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like responding to these made up people that are donating, like, oh, thanks for the sub, Dominic, blah blah blah, like just going like yeah. saying shit, like it was yep. so, I'm because I sit here and I watch Corey do that shit, and it made me laugh my ass off because I'm like I know people who do these things, like he's doing that. Well, and then the part where he like m- made a song, and then he's like, "All right, now I'm going to do a reaction video." And then the reaction to the reaction to the reaction to the reaction, and there's like 16 versions of the same video in like a little like picture in yes. picture frame. That kind of <laughs> shit. It's that's the Andy Kaufman stuff. Like that's the brilliant like trolly, uh, uh, self-referential. Like it's just like it's so it's so good. He's the dude is he's a he's a genius. And uh, he's probably the type of person who, if he heard me talking and, like, just blowing his horn like this, he would just be like, no, I'm not that. Like, he strikes me as the type, he strikes me as a Dave Chappelle type, where he would just be like, he's he's like, I just gotta, I gotta disappear for a while. Just like Chappelle did, you know? Chappelle hit that peak of of comedic genius, and he was like, I gotta go away. He's like, that's a lot of money, but I don't care, I'm gonna disappear. And he did. And then he comes back and releases some of the best stuff he's ever done. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same sort of thing with Bo Burnham where like you have these a couple the couple of these comedic geniuses who like they just got to a point where they're like, Oh my god, where does it go from here? And that's what caused them to panic. And now 
we get something like inside and it's just comedic genius on a platter for you to consume and enjoy and to empathize with and feel the same, like see somebody else feel the same way. I'm sure a lot of people did during the pandemic. I honestly don't feel like it changed my life at all. Other than I was just, I only hung out with my wife for an entire year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, you started talking to us through a webcam instead of uh, yeah. Person. I mean, yeah. but still, it all feels the same, you know. Like when Megan hears me talking to you guys on Discord or whatever, like I'm with my headset while we're playing games. She's like, "Well, you, how come you get to hang out with your friends? I don't get to hang out with my friends." And I'm like, "You know, this isn't hanging out. Like, at least I don't like. This is just how we communicate. Like now." <laughs> And it's the like, same, like, I don't, t- I don't what's, use, what's stopping her from calling someone on the phone or FaceTime? I don't text anyone anymore. I only communicate with you guys over discord. Like that's, yeah. it's, you know, it's just a different thing, but no, I did. Um, yeah. In- Inside is fantastic. I think everybody, if you have Netflix, you should watch it or at least catch a couple of the YouTube clips that are out there with some of the songs. The one about the internet is fucking awesome. Um, I keep thinking right. about the video game when you say inside, Well, that's the, the which was also thing. fantastic. The funny thing the funny is. Th- is I thought he was going to play that game when it does the yeah. video game sequence in the show. It, Cause it, yeah, it was just, it was it, when he does the streamer thing, it pull it boots up. And then the name of the, the game that he's playing is inside, but that's also the name of the special that he's making. And so, yeah, it's, it was funny. Uh, yeah, I guess along the lines of watching things, I have something I could talk about for a minute. Okay. Um, I, Wanted to watch something. Okay, so I bought Alex's, you know, uh, LG OLED C8, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to watch something like really nice looking on it. Yeah. But I finally brought myself to watch. Um, I can't even remember the name of the last Star Wars movie that came out. That's the Rise of Skywalker? Here. Yes, The Rise of Skywalker on 4K Ultra Blu ray. Okay. Um, and, you know. I mean, you guys probably know that I don't really care for it, at least my one initial viewing. It's literally the only Star Wars movie I've ever seen in the theater once and then just didn't go back. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I hear that. And so, like, I got this Blu-ray maybe back in December, I think, and I just now got around to watching it. And uh, I'll be honest, like, it's still kind of a garbage movie, but when you go into it thinking about how you don't give a shit about it at all, it is pretty enjoyable. Hmm. Like it's, it's, it, it, it like has like a pretty quick pace to it. So it doesn't feel like it lasts forever. That's the only thing I didn't um, like about it was the pacing. Other than that, I thought it was a totally enjoyable movie when I saw it in theaters and I saw it with Alex and Gojo and those guys in, in the IMAX. And as soon as the credits were rolling, they were all just like, this movie sucks. And I'm sitting there like, no, it's not that bad. I thought it was pretty good guys. Like, I guess like once you have acclimated to that pace, it seems like reasonable. Like if you've seen the movie already before, you're not constantly just being like, what the fuck, yeah. getting blindsided by things happening in the movie and wondering why they even put that in there, which is how I felt the first time I saw it. This time, it's like, I knew what to expect, and I mean, it looked really nice in, on the new TV. And uh, and it just reaffirmed your love for Babu Frick? Well, Babu yes. Frick, yeah. I saw Babu Frick, and I was like, holy shit, I forgot about that guy. Why aren't there fucking Babu Frick dolls everywhere? I'm pretty why? sure he like, has a bigger mouth than you. 
They're Baby Yoda is dead at this point, you know? I mean, come on. Babu Frick. Babu Frick should... I mean, there's there's Babu Frick stuff out there. And so, you know, I think... Like, Babu's... Babu, Babu's the best part of that movie, really. But... <laughs> yeah, I can no, agree I don't, with that. Like, there, so, when we started Film Nerds again, there was there's part of me that, like, has this just... Un... I don't know how... Like, I... I have lingering feelings about the rise of Skywalker that I haven't really been able to say. And it's not necessarily stuff that like people haven't said online, but I feel like for some reason I would like to be on the record and really state why that movie fucking blows on most levels. And like, it it can be enjoyable. That's fine. You can have a good time. That's all I'm saying is like, I wasn't angry about it when I was watching it. I was actually enjoying myself. That's good. It was fine. And I honestly, like, before I, like, really said anything categorical or, like, really what I wanted to get out about it on on a podcast or whatever, I wanted to give it another watch. Because I've, I've still only seen it the one time we went and saw it in theaters. But, like... Well, you can borrow it if you want. It's up on Disney Plus, too. But, like, seriously, like, honestly, the only... The, the, I can't do this. We'll be here for several hours. <laughs> I can't do it. That's but fine. Like it, I, Brian watched like, it. Just the he's, one, he's saying the, it's a better watch the second time around if you go into it thinking it sucks ass. <laughs> the one thing I want to say is just that why in the world would they ever think it was a good idea to make three movies without figuring out what they were going to do with them first? I, I don't why disagree you do with that? you. Like that's like no, they should have all been written at the same time and it just a, a or even like write a fucking outline. One this fully cohesive, this one. yeah, a fully cohesive ha- outline at yeah. the very least to like show like this is this is episode uh, seven, eight, and nine. Like this is the outline. Like you went, These are the plot. You went points. from a, one movie in nineteen seventy seven where ultimately George Lucas was just like, hey, guess what? This is actually the middle of the fucking story. I've got two that are coming after this, and then there's three that become that are ahead of these other three. Guy and plans then, ahead. And then they're just like, all right, well, now that all six of these movies are out, we're buying Star Wars. Let us have it, George. By the way, we're going to make three more movies. Let's just wing it. Well, and it doesn't, what also doesn't make sense about it is the fact that like they, like Disney just pitched all of the canon altogether. Like every, like there's so, there's so many good things they could have like pulled out of, like the canon of Star Wars to like make the sequel trilogy like really fucking good, mm-hmm. and they didn't. They just scrapped it, and then and now we're stuck with like uh, who is it? Dave Filoni and like John Favreau are mm-hmm. the ones who are the saviors. They're they're the the Jesus Cristo of uh, <laughs> of Star Wars. <laughs> and like, bring I just thought about it back that. The dead. I just thought about that the other time too. Like you guys have both. Have you both seen all of Mando 2, or you haven't watched yeah. it? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm okay. through it. So, like, spoilers for The Mandalorian Seasons 1 and 2, but, like, we spent a season of that show being like, this is fucking great. There's no Jedi here. It's just stories from Star Wars abroad. I I mean... And, and then... With Bill And Burr. then we get to Season 2. Yeah, Bill Burr's there. Cool. We get to Season 2, and ah- Ahsoka shows up, and you're like, that was really sweet, man. You know, just, I kind of miss Jedi. It's cool to have more Jedi here. What planet has a Boston accent? I'm just curious. <laughs> Pack the car. Planet, planet Boston. <laughs> Bostonia. Uh, it's actually the, in the pack. No, you pack the car. 
So then you get to the finale of season two and fucking Luke Skywalker has to show up again. Why is there always a fucking Skywalker here? Because the whole show, the whole Star Wars, everything is like the Skywalker saga. But Uh it's not. It's not. There's no movies of that. No, no. There are nine movies. It doesn't. The Skywalker. It doesn't have to be. Yes. But it is. It It doesn't doesn't have to be. be, But it is because he's like he's a popular character. And I mean, let's be honest, like, who wouldn't want to know what happened to Luke after Return of the Jedi? Like, really? Like, what happened between, like, Jedi and fucking uh, uh, The Force Awakens? Like, what goes on there? Why why does Luke really lose his mind and want to kill fucking uh, Kylo Ren? Like, who knows? Like, it... That's that's totally... I I don't think I get it that there's interesting stuff to explore there, but, like... When you literally, like, have an acclaimed season of a TV show where everybody's like, this is so great because it's not just fucking laser swords and magic. It's it's the the world. They're building the world more than they have in the past nine movies. Like, you're getting that stuff that people got out of Clone Wars, although that also had a bunch of fucking lightsabers in it, too. So, but then you just, it just has to drive to this fucking really baller, awesome sequence of Luke Skywalker, like destroying things just like his father did in Rogue One. But like, I thought of it more of like Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan and like the beginning of Phantom Menace, man. Like, sure. Just going through and like, just fucking up all the droids and shit. And like, ah, man, that was that. But it was like, it was the least And then that movie went downhill fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Jake. Lloyd. It was the least interesting fucking answer <laughs> that they could have picked for like, where is Grogu gonna go? But what, who, does... where else would he go when Skywalker's like Luke Skywalker is the only this, dude? This conversation is gonna go on way too <laughs> he's long. Like the okay. only Jedi left. <laughs> that that's that's what I was gonna get at. It's like yeah, like he's he's like the only Jedi left who's like actively like using the Force at this point because Yoda's dead and Obi Wan's gone. Because there's fucking Ahsoka's out there, and she's looking for Ezra Bridger from one of the fucking cartoons that I haven't seen. Right, and so like, she's, there's she's, other not, Jedi out she's there. not available to respond to the call that Grogu put out there, but who is available? Luke Skywalker, because he's off fucking meditating on some bullshit planet with little fucking porgs. That's what he's doing. Little An sure. island off of Scotland, I think. I don't know. This is also convinced, like, Nick, Nick, I remember Nick being like, uh, uh, after the rise of Skywalker came out, Nick was like, I can't even listen to these fucking podcasts about this because listening to people talk about star Wars is just the dumbest fucking thing in the world. So Nick, <laughs> if you've tuned out already and you don't hear this, I'm sorry. Uh, cause apparently you're the only person we're making podcasts for now at this point. But like, I don't know. It's just, it's just fear. There's so much that's being, it feels like it's being squandered in terms of what they could have done with star Wars. Like it, the whole universe opened up when Disney bought Star Wars, and it was like, finally, we're going to get it away from George Lucas. Oh, hey, on that note, I read an article recently that said there were rumors that George Lucas wanted to make another trilogy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know? he. I mean, he had plans for another trilogy after he had a sequel trilogy in mind, and they didn't, d- didn't want to do that. And it probably would have been fucking terrible. Like, you know, it would have been a parable for, like, the Bush years again. I don't know. (laughs) And so, like, what could he have possibly brought to it that would have been interesting? Like, honestly... I just wanted to bring back Boss Nass, man. There's so much fucking... (laughs) (laughs) There's so much fucking baggage with Star Wars. It's like, I don't know. I can't. 
you know, you either enjoy it or you don't. And like, I liked some of the sequel stuff and I'm having fun with the Mandalorian, but man, at some point they got it. I don't know. That's the problem is that like, there's this whole group of people that are like, why does it all have to be Jedi's? And then when, you know, they try to start doing things that are like subversive and different with like (laughs) those same people are like, where's the Jedi? (laughs) No, no, no. Not the same people, but there's like this whole other group of people. That's like, that's not fucking Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker isn't uh you know he's not a weakling he could do all this shit why would he throw away his lightsaber he's like he's Luke skywalker yeah anyway <sighs> star wars star wars and that's the thing i don't care <laughs> are you sure <laughs> i haven't i don't really actually give a shit about star wars and i haven't for a while especially after the last jedi came out and like most Star Wars fans were like, this is garbage when I walked out of it being like, this is the best Star Wars movie that's ever been made. Mm. So, like, you know. Anyway. Now that nobody's listening, what kind of secrets would you guys like to reveal to the world? <laughs> <laughs> I have seven nipples. There you go. Just kidding, I don't. I, have- I, had, I pulled up some Sporkle quizzes, but I think we might save them for the next time so that we can uh, actually yeah. do something kind of uh, video game related. Uh, no, I like the side quests because they're not video game I, related. And I think I, I think everybody else likes them. All two people who listen, they <laughs> love them because they get to hear other opinions about stupid shit that we care about, mostly revolving around food and beverage, which is fine. I could, but the thing is, is like I would kind of like to really start doing the like more like you're listening to this because you actually like us as people type thing behind the Patreon paywall because those are the people that really fucking care, you know? Yeah. Like it instead of being like you get a week ahead of time these side quests where we talk about bullshit. So it'd we be need nice. two bonus episodes. No, it, no. This was this was my idea of doing the Midwest Podcast Network. Uh, late night with MPN kind of podcast that would be oh. exclusive to patrons. And it would just be like, you know, three of us getting together kind of delirious at the end of a week late at night. It's the Midwest game nerds after hours. Polygamous yeah. Viking sex. <laughs> John Thought, tells us about his, questions. his latest horny video game idea. And uh, yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll get there. We'll figure it out. It's a game where you have Brian's head floating and his mouth is really small and he try to shove stuff in it. <laughs> oh, I, le- I legit, food. like, I-, I locked, like, a part of my jaw in a really uncomfortable way trying to eat a burrito the other day. <laughs> it's funny in hindsight, but it hurt so bad I couldn't eat for, like, 20 minutes. Where was this burrito from? <laughs> It was homemade. It's just oh. I apparently wrapped. What are you doing, making them so big? You know better. Yeah. I tried. It's to your make it mouth. Smaller, it's not like it's, like, still... it's not like you. Do you roll up to Qdoba and you're like, can you make that smaller? <laughs> well, if I get a burrito from there, I usually just like cut it up. Just no, fork. no rice, please. <laughs> just leave the rice out. Oh yeah, I do leave. The can rice you make out. taquitos? Always. I'm looking for taquitos. <laughs> taquitos are. The best size, honestly. Uh, just so you know, I don't know if they still have it, but Taco Bell had this like chicken roll-up thing that was it was literally the size of a taquito, and it was chicken with cheese and the quesadilla sauce like wrapped into like a taquito, mm. and it was fan- they're fantastic. They're a dollar. I'd get like ten of them. Do you want to hear a bullshit ahead. aside about Taco Bell? So last night, like. <laughs> 
Erica went to like a bachelorette party thing and they were trying to go to Taco Bell like three in the morning. It was closed. They waited or no, it was open or maybe it was before two. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But they were like, I think they waited for like six cars to go before them. They get to the window and they said they're all out of food. For yeah. The day, night. I was like, no, I think that happens right now. Sometimes that's ridiculous. In the They're like, yeah, we didn't know we were going to sell Be- food. Do you this know? Week. Do you do you want to know something about Taco Bell? They have this thing. They, it's the cravings box, and you can now build your own cravings box. It's five dollars. How much do you, on average, spend at Taco Bell if you just buy random items? Somewhere between Way ten and much. fifteen bucks, right? Like at that point, I should I could just go to the owl or the, something. The cravings the cravings box is five dollars. Okay, the main I will, here I'm gonna pull it up right now. Uh, Taco Bell because <laughs> I wanna I wanna I wanna make sure I get the items correct. So when you build your own cravings box, the first item you get to choose is your specialty, quote unquote. So your options are a chalupa supreme, a black bean chalupa supreme, a cheesy gordita crunch, a black bean crunch wrap, or a regular crunch wrap. Just so you know. The cheapest item on that list of all of them is typically the Chalupa Supreme, which comes in around two ninety nine. Okay, the cheesy gordita crunch by itself off the menu is three ninety nine. So already you're over fifty percent of the cost of the cravings box, which is five dollars. Okay. The second thing you get to choose your classic: a crunchy taco, a beefy five layer burrito, a bean burrito, or a potato soft taco. Again, all of those items are over a dollar. Okay, then you get to choose your side, which is chips and cheese, cinnamon twist, or cheesy fiesta potatoes. Again, each of those items is over a dollar. Then you get to choose your drink, and for ten cents more, you can get a large drink as opposed to a medium drink, and that's usually a three dollar item for a, a large drink. It's like two two and two eighty nine or something like that. So for five bucks, you five dollars and ten cents. Let's go $5.10. You can literally get $15 worth of Taco Bell for $5 if you choose the cravings box. And you can build them online using the app and then just punch it through and then go pick it up through the drive-thru. It's brilliant. A brilliant concept. If you, like, they they have to run out of food if people are just ordering this thing. Because it's fucking unbelievable. Like, you get so much food for $5 and you're filled up and it's delicious and it's Taco Bell. And you get Diablo sauce. But Be I sure think, to get the Diablo think- sauce. I think most people are like me and they assume that that cravings box is like, uh, they don't know how customizable it is. And they just assume that like, oh, that doesn't have the shit that I want in it. So I won't get the cravings. Yeah. Box. It's like all the garbage. Nobody like they yeah. don't usually sell. What are you talking usually, about? Have you ever I, had a cheesy gordita crunch? It's one of the greatest no, things. No, on the menu. I'm no, no, kidding. No, no. It's no. not that. That's what no. we think it is. Like yes. I thought it was that too, until you told me that they were customizable and I was like, okay, I guess from, I'll get one. It's literally the, the, it's the greatest thing ever made, man. From the signage, to me, it looks like a fucking chalupa and two hard shell tacos. Like I like to me, I'm like I don't want that. Nobody wants that. Get that <laughs> out of here. That's why. It's, that's what Brian's saying. It's the craving box because like we'll sell you this for cheaper because nobody's buying it at the current price. You know, it's all, oh, so, dude. It's now that I know this, best, maybe man. maybe it'll improve my Taco Bell experience. But the chicken, I, the chicken chipotle the melt. That's the dollar chicken thing with the quesadilla sauce and the cheese. It's the chicken chipotle melt, and they're a, they're a buck. They're they're so good. Speaking of chipotle, do you, do you eat at chipotle re- like not as anymore? Of late? No. I haven't had it recently. We we tend to favor Qdoba because they don't charge you more for queso or guacamole when you get it. Their on your queso item. is way better too. 
Yeah, I get it. No, I get it. I, I, I mean, I was, I, I switched to Qdoba for a long time. I used to do Chipotle because I thought their ingredients were very fresh, and maybe that's because they undercooked them a lot of the time. But um, the I ended up switching to Qdoba, and then they got rid of the. Uh, did you ever have the two timer taco where it's like it sounds scandalous? Soft, soft were there dwarves involved? So it was soft shell taco with. Uh, 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 queso on the soft shell and they put the hard shell in so it's basically cheesy gordita gordita crunch crunch. yeah but then they do pulled pork uh pico red salsa cotilla cheese shredded cheese okay i'm familiar with the like because they used to have the the taco combo where you can get three different tacos and they had the knockout tacos which were like their specifically suggested ones they got rid of all the knockout tacos and then they got rid of me as a customer because i'm never going there again but so I've been going back to Chipotle, but like something happened where like they've now, I don't know, I, this is me assuming what's going on, but like I was opening up the Chipotle app for a while and you couldn't like place an order at most of the restaurants using the app. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? So like yesterday I ended up going to Chipotle in person because like it was one of the ones that was shown as not being able to like order online and i could just walk in and order my food and and leave (laughs) which like after several months of the pandemic where like you had to order your chipotle three hours ahead of time and then like go in store and wait probably another half an hour at the time that you said to pick it up to go and pick it up like i don't know if what if something happened now but i feel like they basically have said like okay we're gonna have some stores that are just walk in only and then there's other stores that are like the ones servicing DoorDash and online orders and things exclusively. And I think it's like freed up most Chipotle stores to actually serve humans again and that seems kind of nice, but I don't know. I don't know this for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I, I haven't it's been a while since I've been to Chipotle so I could I can't really comment on that. I think, you know, if you're craving some Chipotle in person, I just think uh, the Chipotle, the price is not worth the the food. They're, a lot of their food is like highly unseasoned. I haven't had it. Like, I, like they, save, they would... save all of the salt to put on the shitty chips. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I what I end up do, getting lately is just like a chicken burrito bowl with um with like brown rice, pinto beans, um, green and red salsa, and cheese and some guac. And it, it's it's pretty tasty to me. I don't know. I don't have any issue with it. I mean, it's it's good, but it. I don't know. I like I like Qdoba better just because like I feel as though you get more money or you get more food for your money. Personally, That's I, I'm, I'm usually honestly, quantity over quality. I just don't have the patience for all this shit you guys are talking about, and I find it way easier to just buy shit at the grocery store to make fucking tacos at home, which takes get like fifteen fuck fucking here. minutes to make. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The thing no, is, if I, mean, I were yeah, like, because we eat a lot of like the taco like mix stuff where you get like the packet and you get like yeah. the ground beef or whatever, and like that's okay. I'm kind of burnt out on that just because we we eat it a lot because Megan likes it, but I want to make like barbacoa. Like I want to make like that would be sweet, legit yeah. like you know carnitas. Like I mean, give some to me. Qdoba used to have a uh tequila lime chicken i think it was mm. and it was really really good and they don't do it anymore for some reason they have they, well, they have a good. new they one took it away they have a new one that's like um honey cholula chicken hmm. 
Mm, and it's pretty good, good, but it's it comes at an upgraded price, which is kind of a bummer. Of course. But, mm. It's because you're paying for that Cholula brand name. Yeah. Yeah, and then they also that's how they make up for not paying for guac. Or, Dude, guys, I'm like really hungry now. All right, we'll, we'll we'll call. I think it. we've gone long. Hopefully, <laughs> although I might just cut out all the Star Wars. <laughs> no, leave it all in. It'll be a yeah, long. This is one of those long side quests where uh, you gotta like gather twenty of one item and give it to this other guy, and he gives you an item you gotta take back <laughs> to the beginning guy, and then that guy's like, "This is the wrong thing," and then you gotta go back out and get the right thing. And so this is a, like a wow side quest, but the drop rate's really low. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. Or Destiny, sorry, yeah. A de- like one of those stupid-ass Destiny things where you have to kill 20 people to get one thing. Right. Yep. <sighs> All right. Get Anyways. your synth cord so you can transmog your bullshit into other bullshit. Yep. All that bullshit. Anyways, uh, thanks for joining us, patrons. We love you. And uh, if you're not a patron and you're hearing this in the normal feed, consider joining the patron Patreon so you can get these sooner. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to miss the beep 30 this time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh Thanks for coming, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.